Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey guys, welcome to High Vibin' It. Lindsay here, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Kelsey Aida. I'm a hypnotherapist and success mindset coach, and I love helping you figure out what's not working, those limiting beliefs holding you back, so you can release them with love and move forward into your best awesome self. And Kelsey is an inspirational blogger and author. Kelsey, introduce yourself and say hi. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name's Kelsey Aida. Like Lindsay said, I love to help people own their power and win at life with my books and online courses and blog and now retreats. And so today we're here to talk about conscious relationships. And what we mean by that is just how can we bring more intentionality into our relationships and the way that we relate to the people in our lives. So this is not just limited to romantic partnerships, like relationships, like when you're on Facebook and you're quote unquote in a relationship. This is about all the relationships in your life. So your family, your friends, your coworkers, anyone that you want to have in your life, how can we take that relationship and make it the best possible? Or if you're calling new people into your life, how can you do it with a lot of intention so that you put yourself Um, in a position of success to really create and birth a really beautiful relationship, whether that be a partnership or a friendship or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, one that really fulfills you and the other person. Yes. Sounds so fun. And I know from a subconscious standpoint, there's a lot of stuff to discuss about kind of how, what our default settings are in terms of relationships and how we relate um, to significant others and those around us and what you can do once you have this information to just improve on every interaction you have from now on and have them be so much more fulfilling and for you and the other person and really not just understanding more about yourself, but once you understand that this person who maybe says things in a way that you don't understand all the time or that you're wondering how could they act this way? Just that understanding that just as you have a default, they have a default and just getting on board with that idea that it's, there's no right or wrong. It's just how you are. It just gives so much more understanding to wanting to enrich that relationship and enhance it because you know that they're not vindictive. They're not out to get you just because, you know, they said something that you took the wrong way. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's just the way that you are. So hopefully today we can help you get some more understanding on why that happens, how that happens, what your default settings are, and how you can uh, use the information going forward to make it better. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot to be said about just taking the time to really understand whoever you're relating to. Because a lot of times we really try to love people, but we imagine that they're just like us. And it's like, what if that person is actually completely different from you and thinks different from you and values different things from you? And so you're having a discord because you just don't understand them. But if you understood them and you could get inside their head and their perspective, you would understand why they are the way that they are why they feel the way that they do, why they treat you the way that they do. And from there, you can either move forward or not, um, depending on your understanding. But I feel like understanding is almost more important than loving people because loving people comes naturally. Like that's easy. Yeah. But understanding people takes work. Wasn't it um, 
I'm pretty sure it's in the book, The Five Love Languages, that we are going to talk about, I feel like, in this episode. How could we not? But um, I I think I was in high school when I read that. And there was this quote or, or part of the book that basically said this, any two people on the planet can have a successful marriage as long as they know that it's going to take effort and work and it's going to it's going to take dedication. And when I read that I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're it's totally true. Any two people can make it work as long as both of them are willing to 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 put the effort forth, which is just crazy." It's just insane yeah. when I read that. I was it was like one of those moments where it was like, "Oh, like the veil was lifted." It was like a pivotal moment for me in understanding like um relationships in general and I've never forgotten it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And also I feel like the important part that you said, like the important little asterisk at the end was if both parties are willing to participate and put in the same energy and effort into the relationship because it takes two people to be in a relationship and it only takes Mm -hmm. one to break the connection. So if even just one of you is like, no, I'm not down. I don't want to do that. That's too much work. Then your relationship is pretty much shit at that point. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you can't yeah. really resurrect it if the other person doesn't want to. So knowing that is um, a really, um, I guess, discerning way to be like, okay, I, I can't choose to be with this person if they're not choosing to be with me, especially exactly. in a romantic partnership. Yes, exactly. And I know like the last time this happened, something like this happened with a friend, like it happens with, with romance all the time. But I do specifically remember a few times in high school where, you know, a friend dumps you or you lose a connection with a friend. And it can be, especially at that point in your life, it can be just as devastating as losing a, a significant other because friendships are so important. Um, so yeah, we, we're probably going to be, and when you're listening to us talk, you're probably going to be envisioning a romantic relationship or, or somebody that you, um, associate this stuff with, but it doesn't have to be romance at all. It can be family members. It can be close coworkers or acquaintances. Um, as we get more into this, you'll understand how it can be applied to everybody. But, um, I think the best way to start is to kind of go into a crash course in, (laughs) <laughs> the basics of how we relate in relationships. So um, there's this theory, this concept that we learn in, in hypnotherapy, uh, or at least I did, where it, com- where it talks about how you relate in relationships and why you relate the way you do in relationships. And there's two basic ways of being, I guess. The first is uh, very literal. So everything face value. Um, don't really need a lot of reading between the lines or, or you, you kind of take everything the way it's said to you. Then the other, the other side is you always read between the lines. You always analyze. You always look for the deeper meaning. And that also to be said too is not everybody, I mean, nobody is 100% of anything. So we're all this mixture of literal and inferential um, when it comes to how we take in. So you might be thinking of yourself as one or the other right now. We tend to know ourselves well enough to know that we are one or the other. And what's also true is if you're the kind of person that takes in literally meaning, you take everything at face value, there's not a lot of detail that needs to be said, you're going to be the kind of person that is going to give a lot of um, detail. You're going to give a lot of um, information leading up. So if you tell a story to somebody and you find yourself going into every single detail leading up to the point, 
you're probably somebody who takes in very literally, very straightforward. If you're somebody who doesn't need a lot of information and you answer very like, like, um, for instance, there's an example. When I was in high school, there would be a boy that always called my house. Well, different boys, but this main boy that always called my house and my dad, he would always be like, Hey, is Lindsay there? And my dad would always say, yes. <laughs> like, is there a follow-up question? <laughs> so most people, my dad is a very, um, inferential person. He, he answers very shortly, needs a lot of detail, gives out not a lot of information, needs a lot of information. So the way that you're outputting, and I'm hoping this makes sense because I know in my head it makes perfect sense, but I hope when I'm <laughs> trying to translate it out, I just hope it makes sense. So your input is the opposite of your output. How you're giving, generally speaking, is the opposite of how you're taking in information. So that is why opposites tend to attract because if I'm the kind of person who gives a lot of information, I'm also going to be looking for the person that gives a lot of information. So by them giving a lot of information, I'm taking in the exact opposite way that I'm giving out. Does that make sense? Which works perfectly in relationships. Um, the One of the pitfalls you can fall into is if somebody's too, mm, this is going to go into too much detail, but there's basically a scale of how much you, how intense you are on the scale. So like if you're a hundred out of a hundred literal person, if you find another person that's a hundred out of a hundred, it's just not going to work because you're too similar. Um, if you're a 50, 50 person and you find another 50, 50 person, that's basically ideal. Cause you both could go either way. Um, and you do generally speaking, most of the time I'm happen to be, uh, in the middle 50, 50, my husband happens to be in the middle 50, 50. If you want to know how to find out, I have a very good resource for you guys to try to find out where you fall on the scale of, uh, literal versus inferential. Um, and we'll get to that at the end of the show. If I remember, if not, Pound me and I will give it to you. <laughs> but it's it's super easy. It's just a little quiz you have to take. And I would highly recommend taking it for the person that you're trying to take it against because you tend to be more objective to other people than yourself. So um, anyway, what was I saying? So if you're too low on the scale and you find another person that's too low on the scale, also not going to work. You're too much the same. If you find someone that's really low and you're really high, it's just going to be a drama shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's just going to be too much. So you have to find somebody who complements equal and opposites, generally the best way to go. And the only way to know that is either, you know, find out where you are on the scale or, you know, generally feeling, feeling into it. How does it feel to you? Does it feel too dramatic? Does it feel like a good fit? Um, anyway, if you have somebody who's too much like you, let's say, or even an opposite, if you have a really traumatic relationship that just ended. Sometimes we want to go for the exact opposite person. Like not, we don't, we want to do anything but who we just dated, which also doesn't work because then you're picking somebody who doesn't work for you. You're just picking the opposite of the last person. So relationships are hard. All relationships are hard, but um, these are just some ways to find out what's going to be best for you and what isn't and what to avoid kind of. But just knowing these basics of how you relate in relationships and how the other person tends to take in and relate in relationships is a really, really, really good place to start. Kelsey, you talk now because I'm out of breath. <laughs> I was waiting for you to I know. Stop. I was I like, she is stop. going for I it. I couldn't stop. I was going to say that personality tests, because you brought it up, are a huge tool to use in relationships. Like 
with everyone around me, I like to learn one, their love language. How yes. do they receive and give love? So that and not I just know. not just romance, right? You do yeah. this with friends too. I do this with my family members. Yep. I do this with my friends. I'm like, okay, their love language is quality time. My love language is quality time. Cool. That's like a perfect match. But my sister, her love language is gifts and mine is not. So when she gives me gifts, that's her way of showing me love. But I didn't used to realize that. So sometimes it would be like a lame gift and I'd throw it away and it would really (laughs) hurt her feelings because she's like, that's my love. And you just put it in the trash. Like this is such an easy way to avoid conflict in relationship and cultivate really healthy relationships. So I like to learn people's love languages. I also like to learn people's human design, which we have a whole episode on human design. Um, I'm really into gene keys now. So I like to learn people's gene keys, like pretty Mm -hmm. much anyone who's important in my life. I'm like, can you take this personality quiz and then send me the results? Because I want to know you so that I can relate to you in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, if you guys, this is actually probably the perfect time to bring up the quiz. If you guys are interested in doing the uh, inferential versus literal quiz, it's changed my whole life for sure. And it's, it makes so much sense. Just go to, I believe it's understandingmyrelationship.com. I believe understandingmyrelationship.com. So go check that out. Um, and, uh, the other thing I was going to say, who, who writes the five love languages? Cause we should we should plug that book. I don't know who writes it, but it's a pretty um, famous book. Remember, so, <laughs> but if you Google the five love languages quiz, I know there's an online quiz. Oh, oh yeah. I would recommend reading the book. It's a really good book. It's a quick read. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good book too. So if you guys want to check that out, there's so many resources. Um, and we are just, you know, talking about our experiences in reference to these resources as well. So, um, so yeah, I really like the idea of, of those close to you, allowing them to learn more about themselves as well. Cause who doesn't want to learn about themselves? Honestly, like I will never get enough learning about myself and knowing why I, why I am the way I am and how I tick. So other people are going to want this too. So if you're somebody who's like, Ooh, I should really have my BFF take this if you haven't already. Cause that's what BFFs do, but mm-hmm. yeah, have them check it out. Have anybody you start dating, do what Kelsey does. Just give them like what, you should just write up a checklist and be like, here, can you just fill this out? And then we'll see if we're a good match. <laughs> Take a lot of the BS out of it. Yeah. I can kind of be a little straightforward when I like enter into like any type of relationship with someone. I'm like, cause I know myself way better than I ever have before. So I'm like, okay, here's what I need. Yeah. Here's what I like. Here's what I prefer. These are my boundaries. Like, are you game or are you not game? And like, if you're not game, that's totally cool. Like, we don't have to be in any type of relationship if it doesn't feel good to both people. Like, I want everybody to win. I don't even believe in sacrifice, honestly, or compromise. I believe that if it's compatible enough and there's enough um, consciousness on both sides, that both parties should be winning to a degree, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, We actually should pause right now because we have to talk about our first sponsor. This is just so much good stuff. We're going to be talking forever about this topic. But um, first sponsor is also pretty awesome. Um, We are happy to introduce Thrive Cosmetics as a sponsor for our show. They are super conscious line of beauty products. And we know that there are so many choices when it comes to beauty products. But you should be asking for more from your favorite brands. And that's why I'm motivated and excited to talk about this brand, which is both vegan and cruelty-free. Um, so glad I, f- I found this guy- these guys. They're high-performance products that are made with 
high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinically proven formulas highlight your best features with long-lasting wear, and they are all free of parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. That is the worst word to say. Phthalates. (laughs) (sighs) They're 100% vegan, cruelty-free. They never test on animals, and they have been Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as completely vegan and cruelty-free, if I haven't said that yet. For every product purchase, this is so cool, you guys. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics helps women in need by uh, donating funds or products. Their causes include women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. I cannot tell you how amazing that is. <laughs> like that is so cool when I hear about companies that do this because why the hell aren't you doing this? Um, the fact that they're helping women emerge from homelessness or, or you know, giving to women emerging from homelessness and surviving domestic abuse. These are so important. Fighting cancer. These are so such important causes. I'm so happy to talk about this. Um, and I recently got the pleasure of trying some of these products. Um, the mascara is amazing. I'm talking about the liquid lash extensions mascara, um, which by the way is sold every seven seconds and has over 7,000 five-star reviews online. It's innovative tried and true mascara gives the look of lash extensions with smudge proof flake free formula that truly lasts all day. It is bomb. Sometimes I only leave the house in mascara. If I'm going makeup free, there's a little asterisk that says except for mascara because I will <laughs> not leave without wearing it. And this stuff is definitely living up to its name. It's pretty awesome. And it's also buildable. Like I love, I was telling Kelsey, I love wearing like three layers of mascara because sometimes you just need it. And this <laughs> does not disappoint at all. It looks so different when I'm not wearing it. It totally transforms my eyeballs. Um, yeah, I love it. So if you guys want to try all of this stuff, start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash vibin and use code, well, obviously use code V-I-B-I-N for 15% off your first purchase. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash vibin for 15% off your first purchase. And of course the link will be in the show description. So go check it out. Yeah. And I also want to mention that it's Thrive Cosmetics, yes. not cosmetics like makeup, but cause like for a cause. I spelled um, it kills. So I spelled it right. Didn't I know. I know I you spelled so. it, but I was just pointing it out in extra time so people don't get confused. <laughs> so thrivecosmetics.com slash Vivin and you'll get 15% off. And this is just another example of a win-win situation. This is like a win-win-win situation. Yes. You win mascara. The entrepreneur who created this fabulous product wins business success. And all the women that are in these charitable circumstances that this company donates to are also winning. So perfect example of creating awesome relationships and creating win-win scenarios. And looking fly. And looking fly as <laughs> I, almost, I almost felt weird to say a bad word on my own show. I know, I what's that about? Bad words. I've know. already said shit, so. <laughs> and I'm never the first person to swear. I am That's absolutely true. never. Um, okay, so conscious makeup, conscious relationships. Yeah. So what is your advice to start looking for conscious relationships or the best people to fill those roles? Well, my best advice is to go back to all the relationships that were very turbulent and unsatisfying to you and find out what needs weren't being met. So uh, this could be a friendship that wasn't really going right. This could be a romantic partnership that was horrible. And it doesn't even have to be that the whole relationship was bad, but like look back on your past relationships or the relationships you have now and be like, 
where am I not feeling loved? Why am I not feeling seen? Where am I not feeling good? Like what would feel better? So for example, I'll give a really practical one. One of my exes was very um, untrustworthy because he didn't stick to his word and he would like flip flop every day, like say different things. So to me, when that was happening, I felt really unsafe and I felt like I couldn't trust him. So then it became my intention to look for partners who are very trustworthy, who stick to their word and who follow through on what they yeah. say and who are consistently the same. Um, so that's an example of taking a negative and saying, okay, this doesn't work for me. What's the opposite of that consistency, trustworthiness that would work for me. And then going towards relationships that give you those things. There is nothing wrong at all with, with taking the good from a bad situation. I mean, I feel like we think that if there's a traumatic experience, we're supposed to just throw the whole thing out, but look for the parts that you, that you can learn from because me and Kelsey will preach until our dying breath that nothing happens by accident. It just doesn't. So everything that happens to you is to help you for some reason or another. Um, if a relationship breaks down, what can I learn from this? You know, and I think it was Jennifer Aniston, the wise, the wise woman, Jennifer Aniston Mm -hmm. once said, um, when her whole fallout with Brad Pitt was going on, she was seeing therapy and or a therapist and they were working through some things. And the therapist was like, what part did you have in this? Even if it's the other person's fault, 98%, you still own 2% of that. And she said something so that I, that I thought was so great, which was you can only clean up your side of the street, which is so simple and so beautiful, but it's absolutely true. Like you can't change anyone. Don't, you know, maybe not, don't try so much to change or to worry about how it could have been better. Clean up your side of the street. What can you take ownership over and fix? So um, I really like that uh, piece of advice because it can be applied to everything. Like even if the relationship wasn't your fault when that it broke down, what can you take from it? What, what can you clean up from your side of the street, you know, to get you onto a better relationship? Yeah. And can you think of any personal examples where it was like, there was some aspect of a relationship that wasn't working for you. And then you realized what it was and you were like, okay, this is now I know what I need. Um, yes. I mean, yeah, I, I have a def, a similar experience where I wasn't able to trust the person I was with. And that's huge. I mean, they always, it's so cliche, like, Oh, trust, but there's a reason because it's so freaking important. And if you don't have it, you don't have anything, but trust it. That helped me realize I, I really enjoy trust. I also in, in my last, uh, not my last relationship, but in one of my past relationships, I, I remember feeling like I never had freedom. It was a little bit claustrophobic, a little bit smothery, a little clingy, and so I never realized that that was one of my values until I didn't have it anymore. And then I was like, oh, got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. I need my space. Yeah. So, so then you were like, I need freedom. And then moving yeah. forward, you were like, okay, let's look for people who give me. Which is why, okay, so when my husband and I started dating, this is one of the things we love the most about each other. Because I don't know if anybody follows astrology or deals with it, but I'm the, at the very top as an Aries. I'm like the first one, I believe. And mm-hmm. he's direct all the way down at the bottom. So he's at like six o'clock. He's a Virgo. So I read somewhere that the two opposite here, uh, signs happen to be the most independent signs and we happen to marry each other. So it was, 
But like, I know, I noticed this because when we started dating, we would go to a party with mutual, with mutual friends. Like we all, we all knew the same people. We'd walk in and we'd both just go to the opposite ends of the room and talk to our friends. And and we loved that about each other because we didn't have to be next to each other the whole night to enjoy ourselves. And we meet up and like take a shot or whatever, and then go to the other friends and mingle and stuff. And I just, I value that so much in a relationship is the ability to breathe. And I never knew that that was a thing until I didn't have it anymore. So yeah, definitely your past experiences are great teachers. Yeah. And even current experiences. And it's also important to do the opposite. So in my past relationships or my relationships now, what did I really love about them? Like what was really working for me? What was really supporting me? What makes me feel loved? It's super important to know what fills your cup so that you can consciously pursue relationships where people love to give that to you. And even a simple, simple example, like Something that I like because physical touch is also one of my love languages is like if my romantic partner and I are out in public and he just puts his hand like on the middle of my back, like such a simple little thing, but it makes me energetically feel like super supported and really safe. So that's like one really specific example of like, I love when this happens. And then your job in the relationship is to advocate for yourself and be like, hey, I really love it when you put your hand there on my back when we're out. It makes me feel good. And then hopefully your partner's like, oh my gosh, I love that you told me that. Like, thanks for sharing. I'm going to now, I'm going to do that more for you because yeah. I love you and I want you to feel good. And lead with the things you like instead of the things you don't like. That's oh, just yeah. a little, that's just a little <laughs> extra sprinkle of advice on the top because I've done both and you catch more flies with sugar. Is it honey, bees? I don't know. Some insects, some sticky substance, you know, just, but, uh, yeah. So I really like when you do this as opposed to like, you know, I really hate it when you do this. So stop it. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely better to lead with, I really love when you do this. It makes me feel good when you do this. I really appreciate that you do this. Thank you for doing this. It's so important to voice your gratitude in relationships because people usually don't realize how much you appreciate them. And it's really nice to tell them and show them. And once you figured out how you, um, experience love best or how you love to receive love the best, you kind of have a responsibility to learn about the person, the other person a little bit, you know, cause maybe they're not, maybe, maybe they're not listening to this episode. Maybe they don't know what their love language is. So, um, introducing them to all this stuff is, and, and really getting to understand how they receive love. Oh my gosh. There's nothing like a symbiotic relationship where you both understand each other and you both want to give and receive love the way that you are designed to and the way that you um, are wired to. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because like I have friends whose love languages are words of affirmation, which means they like to be told how much I care about them. Yeah. They like when we talk about certain things, they're very like verbal people and mine is quality time. So I always just assumed, oh, if I'm spending time with this person, they know that I love them, but really they actually want me to tell them. So when you consciously become aware of what everybody needs and wants, it's so much easier to create really, really awesome relationships. I don't actually know what my love language is. I took like I, I did it in high school. I knew what it was in high school, but what I, would you? Guess? I'm sure it must have changed. Well, what are the options? There's okay. Gifts. I'll give you the options. Oh, I know what it is. 
What, what, what is, is what's the chore one? <laughs> oh, that's the mom one. I call it the mom one. Acts of service. Acts of service. So you I feel mean, loved when people do nice things for you, like is help it, around the house. Oh and God, yes. yes. Is it possible to have more than one? I'm sure it is. More yeah, than yeah. Well, everybody language. kind of has all of them, but to a yeah. degree. So, like, yeah, what yeah. are your stronger ones? Yeah, I would say deal. maybe quality time too. I'm always hounding my husband come sit on the couch and watch TV with me. Mm-hmm. That's quality time to me. Whatever. Yeah. And then also, this is a really great example. So to me, like watching TV is actually not quality time. See? Like I require more connection for it to be considered quality time. So like TV time is like time together, but we're not present with each other. So for me, quality time would be like talking about your day or like going out to lunch or putting our phones away for an hour. Yeah. And it's really good to tell your partner or to tell your friend or whoever you're relating to – this is what I like. Like I love spending quality time with you and it feels best to me when it's like this. So Lindsay's like, Oh, I love to spend time with you. Like I love when we watch movies together and I'm like, I want to spend time with you. I love when we don't look at screens and we look into each other's eyeballs. Girl, (laughs) I don't know if our relationship would last. (laughs) If we were married, (laughs) I'd be like, you want to look into my eyes? Trust me, I've had many partners like that. They're like, you want to do what? You want to sit here and look at each other? You just want to stare into my eyeballs? What? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, you can't get more intimate. You can get more intimate, but you can't. It's one of the most intimate things you can do. And I think that's why it freaks me out so bad because I don't really like – I don't necessarily love being vulnerable. I don't like to – when people, like – watch me cry or like see me be weak in my perception of weak, even though I know obviously it's not, I have a lot of limiting beliefs to go through with that stuff, but, um, and I'm working on it, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like guys in general don't like to be seen as vulnerable. I, uh, don't like to put myself in situations where, you know, you could, I would never, I'll never be on stage. There's a reason this is an audio show. (laughs) Yeah. And like perfect example of a relationship that really works. So mine and Lindsay's relationship, like I probably wouldn't ask Lindsay to like sit and soul gaze with me because I know she's not into that kind of stuff. Like I have to be respectful of Lindsay's values and Lindsay's likes and what she likes to do. And we have connecting points of things we both like to do. Obviously we host the show together. We like that. We're both into learning about personal development and we both like teaching and we're both entrepreneurial and all these things. But at the same time, we have a lot of differences that need to be respected. So I feel like this leads me to my next point in conscious relationships, which is take people at face value and don't like marry someone for their potential. And I mean energetically marry, not actually marry, but actually also don't marry someone only for their potential, literally. So amazing. But figuratively speaking, like – don't get into friendships with people because you think that down the line it's going to work out or don't date someone because you think they can be better. Like yeah, you can take that risk, but I'm telling you from personal experience, it usually doesn't end well. And I can also tell you that if you're wanting something in a partner or in a relationship, there are people who can already do it. There are people who are already at that level. There are people who can already give you what you need. And if you're wasting time with people who can't yet and you're hoping that one day they'll figure it out or they'll somehow be inspired to do that or they'll be able to do it, you could be waiting forever. So like make space in your life for people who are ready to be in an awesome relationship with you, whether that's a partnership or friendship or whatever. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we need to take another quick little break and talk about another amazing sponsor that we have. And this one is LinkedIn Talent Solutions, otherwise known as LinkedIn Jobs. And basically, it's an online tool to help you hire the best people available for the job. So we know that hiring the right person can take time. Um, time that you often don't have, and urgency can definitely be your enemy when it comes to finding candidates that are truly meant for your business. But that's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates, keyword here, who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business to grow. It's no wonder that a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. So find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash vibin. Again, that's linkedin.com slash vibin to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply. <laughs> I love that you ended on terms and conditions apply. Well, that's Don't what you say. On, that's on. what you got to say on the radio. <laughs> but you got to say it fast, like like what they do. At the oh end. yeah, I don't say it fast. Terms and conditions apply. Totally. <laughs> I always try to hear what they're saying. I almost can never hear what they're saying. But oh, legally, they're okay because oh, they. Said okay, it. so anyway. reeling it back. Mm-hmm. In. Yeah, conscious relationships. So far, we've talked about. Being deliberate about getting your needs met, knowing your needs is a good place to start. We did an episode about needs, boundaries, preferences, all that jazz. So I would go back and listen to that. Um, Understanding people rather than trying to love them will be very helpful in loving them. Um, What else do I have here that I wanted to share about this? Speaking your gratitudes, encouraging people, um, saying what's really working for you is always a good idea. Um, okay. Something I was going to say, and I don't remember what it was. What were we talking about right before we did the sponsor? Oh, I don't remember, but I have a new point unless you want to go into that. Well, you were talking about, um, under like, uh, understanding how other people Mm -hmm. receive love and really taking time to honor that. And we were talking about, oh shoot, what was it? I'll think of it. I hope I like our differences and stuff and respecting people's differences and not waiting for people to be different. Yes. Okay. And then you said, and then you said something so amazing that I think we need to repeat is that instead of trying to morph this person into a distorted version of what you think they should be, there are already ideal candidates. Hello, LinkedIn jobs. There are ideal (laughs) candidates lining up energetically lining up. And Esther and Abraham Hicks say this, this so perfectly, where it's like, if you miss this opportunity or you feel like you've missed the opportunity for the perfect man or the perfect relationship, guess what? There's a, there's, there's another one right behind it. And if you miss that one, guess what? There's another one right behind it. There's no, there's no shortage of, uh, opportunities and relationships and beautiful souls that are just waiting to be exactly who you need right now in this moment. So stop wasting your time on what's not working and it's not working. You know, you know, if it's not working, if it's not going to work, 
Listen to the red flags. They're not lying. They are your friends. Sorry. They are your friends. (laughs) I know. It's like how many times do we just totally refuse to like look at incompatibility or any type of red flag and we're like, oh, well, maybe in 10 years they'll want to have kids or, you know, they say that they don't like working out with me, but like I can change them or whatever it is. Even if you're not saying it right out in your brain, because who in their right mind would be like, I can change them. I don't know anybody that would come out and say those exact words. I used to do that. (laughs) But continue. (laughs) But on the same level, I mean, on on some level, on the subconscious level, the way you're acting by bulldozing through, even though all the obstacles are there, you know, sometimes they say like, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to enjoy it if it's not hard work or good things come to those who wait or, you know, whatever, whatever the cliche is, you just know, you know, if it's going to pay off in the end, you know, whether the cards are stacked against you. And more importantly, you know, deep down if they want to do it or not. Like, let's say you're in a relationship with a guy and you are going gung ho trying to change this person, but you know, like you're going, it's so hard because they just don't want to do it. If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. Yeah, you can't. You can't force people. You really can't. That's a lesson I've had to learn the hard way. They can change themselves. People can change. I'm not one of those people who's like people can't change. Like obviously, people can change. Obviously, I've seen other people change. Like change happens, but you cannot force change. You cannot inflict on somebody else's free will. And as much as you might try to support someone through their transition, you can't do it for them. Everyone has to do the work themselves and they have to to want to do that. Like how many times, yeah, we could go into a whole thing, but like there's so many, so many situations where people from the outside are pushing their wants and needs and desires and beliefs onto you, but it's just bounces right off unless you decide it from from within, you know? Um, There's a classic thing in hypnotherapy. I can't take a hypnotherapy client if, their spouse submitted them. Like, uh, it's, it's very common with smokers, you know, they'll come for hypnotherapy and say, Oh, my doctor says I should quit. Okay. Well come see me when you're ready to quit. Cause it's not happening. <laughs> it's just not no amount of outside motivation is going to get you ready until you are ready. Um, which is so true in so many areas. Yeah. I, I want to dive into a really, really big topic here now that's going to change all your relationships. And this is something I'm so passionate about because it works. But um, from a universal perspective, because we're all connected and because we're all one, your relationships are a mirror of what's going on inside of you. Yes. Meaning, let me put this in a more simple way, the more you love yourself, the more you understand yourself, the more you have compassion for yourself, the more you forgive yourself. Um, All of these high vibrational non-resistance things that you do to relate to yourself, the more that you practice and embrace and enhance those, the better all your outer relationships are going to look and feel Mm -hmm. and change. So if you are finding yourself in a relationship where that person resist certain things about you or they don't want you to be a certain way, it's really helpful to be like, is there a part of me that doesn't want to be this way? Is there a part of me that resists this about myself? Um, Using relationships as mirrors to do inner work and to love yourself more is so awesome and badass and transformative. So I want to, I want to, talk about this in terms of like your personal example where you were, and we can 
go personal with me too. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. But um, <laughs> like in the in the example you gave of the boyfriend who you couldn't trust because he would go back and forth on his word. Do you think that on some level that was a mirror or maybe that was just, I mean, what do you think that was? Um, yeah. So upon doing some soul searching, my ex was kind of like a Jacqueline Hyde situation. Like one day he would be this way, one day he would be another way. And when I really did some soul searching about this and I had a session with my friend James, who's the shaman that we had on our show a while back, um, we figured out that the way that he was treating me was a direct reflection of how there are parts inside of me that treat the other parts of me. So stay mm-hmm. with me. This is going to be a little complicated. But there's one part of me that's super altruistic, really loving, very kind, very understanding, very compassionate. There's another part of me that's really like traumatized, hurt, fearful, um, selfish, egotistical. And so the part of me that like is so loving and caring and altruistic really loves the part and understands the part right. that's suffering and in the ego. It's like, oh, I love you so much. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Look at how beautiful you are, blah, 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 like showering it with love. And then this egotistical part is like, don't fucking touch me. You ruined my life. I hate you, blah, blah, blah. Um, leave me alone. I have to fend for myself, all these yada, yada, yada. So this was reflected back to me in my relationship when my partner would be like, oh, I love you. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. And then the next day it would be like, this relationship is ruining my life. It's limiting to me. I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. It was a direct mirror of the internal warfare that was inside of myself. So when I was able to do that digging and see that, the next step was to understand both of those parts of me, kind of get them on the same page and allow them both to exist inside of me in a more peaceful way and to have them get their needs met. And now that I've been working towards that, I'm attracting new people who are much more consistent, who are much more understanding, much more loving, much more compassionate. And they don't flip flop on me like that because I'm not doing that to myself. Right. See, that is so interesting. And okay. Do you remember earlier in the show when I said a lot of times when you have like a a traumatic relationship deep by, uh, automatically you'll tend to go for like, you'll overcorrect and just swerve into the equal opposite terribleness. Anyway, that's, I feel like that's what I did. What, okay. So remember I said the smothery guy, the clingy guy, Mm -hmm. the relationship, it's so funny. The relationship I had right before that was super distant. And I was like, Hey, I'm over here, bro. What's up? <laughs> like I always felt like I wasn't getting the attention that that I needed, right? And so I overcorrected, knowing, well, not knowing, but I know now that that was not the type type of relationship that I that I needed. Um, so when I got into it, at first it was like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Give me some, give you know, shower me with attention and be everywhere that I am and all this stuff. And then it wore off, and I was like, wait, this is not what I need <laughs> at all. And so, and so that, you know, what attracted me to the relationship in the beginning was exactly the same thing that kind of allowed the train wreck to happen in the end because it just wasn't, I overcorrected. Yeah. And um, we, I mean, we need the train wrecks every once in a while oh, to course. kind of break us open and up level us and bring us into new chapters of our lives and give us wisdom for living the rest of our lives. And so there's definitely value in that, but there's something, there's some, something of gratitude to be taken from every crappy guy you ever dated. Um, you can thank him for something. You can thank every crappy girl, every shitty friend you ever had, every every friend, coworker, 
<laughs> yep. Exactly. They all can serve a purpose if you reflect on the relationships in a intentional way. So going back to the self-love thing, the more you love yourself, the better your relationships are going to look on the outside because they are a direct mirror of whatever is going on inside of you. And hence, that means that you can look at the relationships around you and question the way this person treats me. Is there a part of me that treats me like that? Yeah. If this person is super critical of me, is there a part of me that's really critical of myself? Oh, yeah, there is. Boom. That's why they're there uh, to show you that. Yep. Like if this person is um, really like stingy with me and they never want to like take me out or like treat me to anything, am I like that to myself? Like do I convince myself that I need to earn something nice before I like buy it for myself? That's going to be reflected to you. Like all these things are going to be reflected to you in partnership. So when you see things that you don't like or friendship or any relationship, if you see things that you don't like, put the mirror back on yourself in a non-judgmental way, in a curious way and get curious and be like, is there a part of me that does this to myself? And you'll be very um, surprised what you find. And then you can start to do the work to turn the things around. So, so, okay. Okay. What's the work? First, let's talk about our last sponsor. And then I want you to dive into like the work. Okay. How do we do the work? Okay. Ask me the question again in 30 seconds, (laughs) two minutes. (laughs) Okay. So our last sponsor for the day is really awesome. I've been loving this product. It's Feels, F-E-A-L-S. And Feels is a CBD company that is a better way to feel better. They deliver CBD right to your door. Um, Feels naturally helps to reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Um, you just place a few drops under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Um, if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Um, Feels is a natural way to help you feel better. There's no high or hangover or addiction or any of that. Um, and it's a membership program. So you join the membership and then Feels gets delivered to you every month. So you don't have to worry about going to the store or getting CBD, blah, blah, blah. And you save money on every order because it's like a membership. So when you do the membership, you save money and you can pause or cancel at any time. So it's a really good deal, you guys. I've been using it and it helps a lot. It's cool because it came with a little guide that told me like, if you take this much, it will help you to relax. If you take this much, it'll help you to sleep and stuff like that. And I've been playing around with it and it works really well. I'm liking it. Yeah. I, um, I, I did try it a couple times. It, it does have a little bit of a taste, but you mean you have to expect that. And it's just, it does work in minutes. I, I felt super relaxed. I'm a pretty high strung person <laughs> just in general. You so it's not, <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to tell me something? I'm no, saying I, that you're a mirror of myself right now and I'm not judging you at I all. I definitely, no, I definitely, um, welcome anything that helps me it's hard for me to relax on my own, especially at night when I'm trying to like wind down and quiet my mind. So I found that it definitely helps me do that. Um, and yeah, it, it isn't, isn't it? It just doesn't, it doesn't last as long as you might expect it just in a good way. Like you don't, you don't expect to be like hungover, you know, you're not going to be like groggy in the morning. No, absolutely not. Like it, that's what I love about it is it, it, it does its job and then it pieces out. Um, it pieces, so, yeah. out. <laughs> it pieces out. Once it knows you're good, it pieces out. Um, so yeah, it's like, you good, you good. Anything natural <laughs> that I can use to like relax, relax the F out. I love it. 
Um, so you guys, if you want to try this and I think you should, we have a really, 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 really good offer for you. So if you become a member, uh, go to feels.com slash V I B I N. You guys get 50, 50% off your order with free shipping. That's F E A L S.com slash V I B I N to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Go check it out. Enjoy yeah. it. We like it. I've been liking it. You know, I love my tinctures. So you love your tinctures. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have it. Okay. Ask me that question again. Okay. What is your favorite color? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you mentioned, okay, so once you know that these are mirrors of yourself, you ask the questions. Yes, I noticed that in this area of my life, I might not be giving myself as much as I need, blah, 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 blah. What is the work involved that you found helps you enhance the next relationship or even the same one? What's okay, so I would say the work, generally speaking, is to one, realize how this relationship is a mirror of how you treat yourself. Um, So awareness is like step one. Two, ask yourself why. So like in the example of the critical partner, like this person's so critical of me. Um, Okay, there actually is a part of me that's also critical of me. Like I have a huge inner critic. So this is just a reflection of that. Why? Why am I critical of myself? And then you kind of have a dialogue with that critical part and it will tell you like, well, I criticize you so that you can be the best, so that you can make a lot of money, so that you can have great relationships, so that you can live a good life. Like I'm trying to get you to be perfect so that you'll get love or whatever it is. When you get to that deeper meaning, one, you're understanding yourself, which is like a form of love. And two, it's helping you to love that part of you for its pure intention because every single part of you that's doing something self-sabotage is actually trying to help you in the only way that it knows how. Yep. So once you realize there's a part of me that's really critical, it just wants me to live my best life. Okay. I appreciate it for wanting that for me, but I don't appreciate the criticism. So now how can I be more kind to myself? How can I be more gentle to myself? When I hear that critical voice, instead of listening to it, How can I be like, oh, that's just my critical part that's trying to help me live my best life? Yeah. And what it's saying isn't necessarily true. That is one of the most important pieces um, is that everything that you perceive as negative or, uh, you know, self-sabotaging, like you said, it always comes back to love. It always comes back to how to keep you safe. It always comes back to protecting you somehow. So like in my head, I'm thinking when you were talking about the critical, the critical part of you, um, to be better, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes the critical part of you is critical because you're falling outside of society's norms and it wants to reel you back in because, uh Oh, you might get looked at or you might attention might be, be given onto you. And then what if you fail? What if you fall flat on your face? You're going to feel like crap. So let's just keep you from doing that. You're going to stay unseen. You're going to stay small. You're going to stay bored kind of thing. (laughs) You're going to stay surviving and comfortable, not thriving. There's a huge distinction there, but it's absolutely true. It's all comes back to protection in relationships and life and success and everything. Yeah. And then when you realize that that's your choice to be like, do I want to keep acting from this one part of me that's Um, limiting or do I want to realize that that's just a coping mechanism that worked for me at some point in some way, but doesn't serve me anymore. Now I'm ready to let go of that and instead replace it with X, Y, and Z. I'm going to choose new actions. I'm going to choose different beliefs. I'm going to choose healthier relationships. Um, That's where the consciousness and intentionality comes from. 
Release and replace. And I have a resource for you guys. Like I created a whole course called Radical Self-Love and all the exercises in the course really get you to do this type of internal work that helps your relationship with yourself and will in turn totally transform like all your outer relationships. And I can attest to this because just in the last year and a half, like the people around me have either shifted and up-leveled or new people have come in to replace the old ones and my relationships feel so good. Like I feel so loved and so supported. And it's, I I would say like 90% of it is because of the self-love work that I've been diving into lately. Yeah, you, you so. get what you give out. And if you're giving out the energy of, I love myself, I deserve this. I, you know, if you really feel it, you're gonna attract things into your life that that mirror that. Yeah. And if you're like, how do I do that? Go to radicalselflovecourse.com because that's where you can learn. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, go check out her self-love course. What else should we talk about before we close? We got a couple minutes. I am accepting new clients for 2020 in the next couple months. So go to lindsayrobinson.com slash apply dash now to get on my list for hypnotherapy and change some of the stuff that you don't want anymore. That's banging around in the subconscious that just isn't working for you anymore. We'll get it um, released and replaced with something better that you actually do want. And um, what else? Patreon? Should we talk about Patreon? Why not? Yeah. Let's go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. <laughs> so our Patreon is a way that you can support the show if you're really loving it. Just go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe and you get video versions of the show. So you get to watch us doing the show and they're always extended episodes. So we usually go on about the topic for an extra 20, 15, mm-hmm. 30, so nine forty five minutes of extra content every week for you guys. And by supporting the show, you obviously show your gratitude, you give that love, you show support, but you get a bunch of like cool bonus content in return. So it's a win-win situation. Discount codes, all kind of cool stuff. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. If you want to get a discount code for my course, Radical Self-Love, if you become a top-tier Patreon, you actually get a 20% off coupon code for all my courses, which is pretty valuable. So consider it. (laughs) Is it 20% off? What's it 20% off for me? I don't remember. All my online stuff? My audios? Mm-hmm. Like your digital yeah. audios and All my digi downloadable stuff. stuff. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash high vibe. Yep. It's the place to be if you're a fan of the show. And you want to get extra bonus content and discounts and all sorts of fun goodies. And I guess just to close off the episode, let's recap. So we talked yeah. about knowing yourself, knowing your needs, your preferences, your boundaries, and then advocating for yourself. That's so helpful. Um I would say also get curious about people, try to understand them, start with yourself. That's very important. Um, Encourage what feels good to you. I love it when you do this. I love when we hang out like this. It makes me feel really good when you say that, blah, blah, blah. Um, Speak your gratitudes to people. Learn everybody's love language. Take personality tests together. Um, Use your relationships as mirrors to question how good you are at loving yourself, not in a judgy way, but in a curious way Yeah. um, so that you can love yourself better if that's what you need and want. Um, And also, I would say I feel like the most important lesson I've learned in relationships these days is that we desperately need more connection in them. So focusing on fostering connection and finding commonalities and 
really being intentional with like, I want this partnership because blank. I want these friendships because blank. This is how it fills me up. How does it fill you up? And just honestly opening the dialogue with the people in your life. Like what makes you feel loved? How can I support you better? Um, What's your favorite thing that I say to you or whatever it is, you Mm -hmm. know? I think that's a really beautiful way to start relating to people so we can all support each other and live a more connected lifestyle. I love it. Well, I've been so happy to connect with you, Kelsey, for the past hour and all of you listening. And um, we love you so much. And next week we have a cool guest. She's going to teach us lots of cool stuff, but I uh, don't want to give it away. So just tune in and you'll know. And we will see you next week. Yep. See you next week. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss it. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibin' It. Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon.